reading sex. The stories here are all aged horny, and some also corny but most definitely, all of the stories are downright sexy with adult themes, sexually explicit content and strong language. I have not written these characters and stories. I just love reading them. Mike and Laura Written by Writer Unknown The Wedding It's my wedding day today, I am looking at my reflection in the mirror to make sure that my makeup is flawless and my hair is perfect. My maid of honor comes in to help to stand up and move since I have a corset on under my gown that is so restrictive I can barely draw enough breath. My breasts are being pushed up by the corset and I also have a chastity belt on with a butt plug attached and a vibrator in my pussy. My maid of honor who will also be my sister-in-law after the wedding informs me that my outfit is not complete and my future husband master has a few last-minute additions for me. She helps me to my feet and tells me to go over to the corset rack again put on the suspension cuffs on again. I hesitate moving and Karen repeats the order with the addition that if I don't wear everything she will tell her brother and he will just call off the wedding. I move to the rack and start with the cuffs she hooks them up so my arms are over my head and I feel her move under the gown fastening the leg cuffs she works the racket mechanism and I am stretched, tight again. I beg her not to tighten the corset any more the leather and steel it is closed with screws instead of laces and is extremely tight. She ignores me and leaves to the bathroom I hear water running when she returns she has a clear bag with straps and a hose filled with water and something else since it is green. My gown has a frame that gives me the 19th century bustle look. Karen unzips the back and straps the bag to the back of my leg. Karen opens up a case she brought in with her and it has more item straps, boxes, wires, hoses and a bulb pump. Karen straps several items to my legs I realize that none of these things will show because of the frame I am wearing. The last thing she takes from the case is the bulb pump and tells me that the corset will not be closed anymore with the screws. However, it will be made tighter it has a rubber bladder that she will now inflate when she starts pumping I feel the inside of the corset push against me which has the same effect as if it were being tightened. I am now breathing in short gasps. Karen laughs and tells me she is almost done, the next thing she does is inflate the butt plug and continues until I start to complain. Karen says I need to have the plug tight so that when my husband activates his remote and the quart and a half of soapy water gets pumped into my but it will not leak out. Karen says that the vibrator is hooked up to a battery that is strapped to my leg and that it also has the ability to deliver electrical shocks to my pussy she adds pads to my butt so they can receive the shock treatment. Never fear she exclaims my breasts are already connected as the corset has electrodes built into it. She releases the ratchet and the leg cuffs are attached to each other with a cord so it will not make any noise. With the cord attached to the cuffs I can only take small steps about 6 inches at a time. Karen undoes the suspension cuffs and declares I am ready as the music starts. My father meets me at my dressing room door and asks me if I am ready. He informs me this is my last chance to run and am I sure I want to go through with this? I reflect a moment and think of how I am outfitted under the gown, what brought me to accept this and about the man who I will let control my life outside of work. I tell my father I am very happy and will be happy. Dad pulls the veil over my head and hands me my flowers. We start down the aisle to my darling and my future willing enslavement. As my dad walks me down the aisle, I begin to remember the events that brought me to this.
Yes exactly one year ago I took my personal assistant out to the paddock bar and grill where we celebrated the closing of a major deal I worked out. I thought about how Karen who is still my personal assistant at work and future sister-in-law introduced me to her brother Mike. We sat at a table with our drinks and I suppose I had a few when I spotted Mike at the bar I commented to Karen, hey look at that guy in the suit at the end of the bar he is such a hunk. Karen looked and asked me if it was the one with the red hair that was cut short. When I told her that it was that guy and I would love to have the nerve to just introduce myself to him and invite him over. Karen told me go right ahead and do it just walk over and introduce myself. I finished my drink and was halfway through another when I finally got the nerve up to tell Karen that in spite of being a vice president in sales and marketing for a major drug company I could not do that. Karen looked at me in shock and said you fight and claw your way to where you are in a man's world and cannot go talk to one sitting at the end of a bar? She looked at me with a really sad far-off look in her eyes and told me that she was very dominant at work but in her private life she preferred to have someone else make any and all decisions for her. Laura looked so sad as she told me that her body made it almost impossible for her to find a man that could meet her needs wants and desires. The few relationships she has had in the past were failures because the men felt so intimidated by her size that they usually developed a complex and simply let the relationship go. Two more rounds of drinks and I was in tears as I opened up and explained my dilemma to Karen. Look at me I stand 6 foot 8 inches and weigh 280 pounds I am not fat at all since I am so tall and well curved. If I stood 5 foot 5 inches tall and was in the same weight proportions as I now am I would be a knockout and men would be lining up. Instead, with my height weight proportions I scare the hell out of most men. I want a man to love me, I want to care for his every need want desire and I want him to care for my wants and desires. I need to be able to have a man not be intimidated by my size and accept me as a submissive slave outside of work. I seek the impossible I want a man that will accept my gift of submission and be faithful for that man I would do anything except any pain or pleasure he chose to bestow upon me. I and suddenly realized what I had talked about to Karen and now was horrified that I had. Karen told me that my secret was safe with her. We ordered dinner and another round of drinks. Karen asked me did I really still want to meet the man at the end of the bar? I remember she did not wait for my answer. The waiter came over with dinner and Karen told him to buy Mike a drink on her he left and told the bartender to get Mike a drink. I looked at her and said you know him? Karen told me she should that he was her brother. I was reminded by her she would not say anything about our conversation earlier tonight but if I wanted Mike would probably have dinner with us if I wanted. Mike got the drink and came over to the table, thanks sis for the drink, but was staring at me and asked Karen who her friend was. Karen introduced me to Mike and told me to stand up I had sat there with an odd look on her face and did not move. Finally, I stood up and found myself having to look up at Mike. For several minutes I was quite speechless just stood there looking at Mike, but Mike did no better he stood there looking at me not saying anything either. Mike was first to speak he said do you mind if I join you for dinner Laura? I said no please do join us they sat down. Laura I suppose you want the normal answers that most people ask, I'm 7 foot 9 weigh about 350 pounds, wear size 25 shoes, and it takes about 10 yards of fabric to make a suit jacket, vest 2 pair of pants for me. 
I am a fabrication engineer work for BASF making products better not inventing them. It is my job to construct things for the people that have an idea I have to make it work or make it better. Mike then continued to look at me or rather staring at me continually. Mike asked me how I know Karen and where have I been. I laughed told him that I was Karen's boss that I do not usually go out to bars. That I was a vice president had just closed a major deal we were celebrating. Dinner came we ate made some small talk Mike was a great listener and talker. I was impressed he was a perfect gentleman and never made a pass at me although if he had I would have jumped at it. Mike on one had seemed to be very interested in me yet so reserved you would have thought he was married or gay. The three of us talked however, it seemed Karen kept quiet or we ignored her, which was probably extremely rude of us. The bar announced last call we realized that it was closing time. Karen then spoke up and informed us we had a choice to make since we are being asked to leave the place. Outside Mike noticed that I had too much to drink to be able to drive safely, he suggested that Karen drive my car he would drive to my home bringing Karen back to pick up her car. So we had a plan when I got home I invited Mike and Karen in for a drink. Mike politely told me that one more drink he would not be safe to drive either. I told him he could stay I would drive him back to the bar Karen could take one of the cars here to pick up her car. I made offer of coffee again he declined saying work came early in the morning. I remember feeling extremely rejected, as he would not take me up on either of my offers. The next day at work, I talked with Karen in my office asked her about her brother's likes and dislikes. Karen then asked me would it be fair if she told me about his likes and dislikes, and the stuff a sister knows about her brother still keeping secret what she knows about me. Karen told me that if I would release her from her promise of confidentiality. She would tell me anything about Mike that I wanted to know. Karen said that if she gave me the goods on her brother it would only be fair if she gave her brother the goods on me. I told Karen that I was sorry for putting her in such a situation that I respected her ethics in this matter. I remember that was on a Wednesday. Friday morning first thing Karen came to me asked me for a few minutes in my office. I told her sure, before lunch would be fine, I asked her how much time she needed she said it depended on me and how things went. 11.30 came so did a knock on my door I had almost forgotten about Karen's request but I told her come in. She came and sat down looked worried asked me would I like to spend time with her brother to get to know him? I told her I should have never been so outspoken I now regretted it. Okay she thanked me for my time as she left she told me that if I wanted to know about her brother she had an idea. I asked her what she meant Karen told me her brother had problems with relationships since his size worked against him also. As a result, he spent a lot of time alone that Mike had mentioned he was interested in her but was afraid of again being rejected by another woman. Karen told me if I wanted to find out what Mike was like she had an idea that would give me the chance to spend time with him this weekend. Karen said it might be best if I planned to stay the whole weekend and be positive. That we were adults if I wanted to know about him this would be the best way to either jump start a relationship or find out that it would never work out. Karen told me Mike would get home around 6.30 for her idea to work I needed to write a letter telling him whatever I wanted him to know about me. I was curious about the whole thing she finished by saying it would be best if I was at his house before he got there. She told me that there was nothing else she could actually tell me but if I wrote down my true desires, 
wants, and needs, I might find them attainable. All I had to do was be truthful give the idea a fair chance this weekend. It was lunchtime Karen left to get lunch for both of us. I thought about what she said was honest with myself although it was the first time I met Mike there was some kind of connection. Nevertheless, how to put my deepest feelings fears etc. into just plain words to practically a stranger. I thought about Karen how efficient, loyal, truthful she was all of the time with me. I wrote a letter told Mike about my desires, what I was looking for in a relationship, what I expected in return. What I would be willing to give for that kind of relationship sealed it in an envelope. Karen got back in with lunch we ate Karen noticed the envelope on the desk she asked if that was the letter for Mike. I asked Karen what she kind of plan she had since I know Karen does nothing without a plan of some sort. Karen said her interest in this whole thing was to see if her brother could find a woman to love that she wanted me to find a man for me. Karen said she did not have any idea if her plan would produce any results for either of us but we all were adults she knew her brother never played the kiss and talk game. Karen looked at me told me to give her the envelope if I was interested in Mike trust in her judgment. She assured me that Mike had not put her up to this or even had any idea about her plan. Karen had told me she thought she saw two strangers in love when Mike and I met but that either one of us had no clue or were too hurt to start a relationship. I gave her the envelope Karen told me to go home get showered pick out some nice things to wear wait for her pick me up. She was going on her women's insight I should know that Karen was usually right when it came to insights. Karen said her plan was different it was up to me to make the first move that it would either work or not. I had trusted her judgment in the past she felt that I would not be disappointed if I trusted her in this plan. She would take me to Mike's house in the country leave me there to wait for Mike the letter she would put in Mike's mailbox which was locked the only way I could leave would be to have Mike drive me. Since it was miles away from the next house or town. Mike would have the letter if it were my true wants desires he would feel obligated to talk about his since I had shown mine to him first, not just be idle chit chat if I was truthful. I do not know why it now seems so bizarre but I did it but I told her okay left for my house. Karen cancelled my afternoon appointments within an hour she came to my house I was just out of the shower I opened the door while wearing a bathrobe. Karen looked at me saw I was nervous she asked if I had packed any clothes I told her not yet. Karen asked if I minded if she packed chose the outfit for me to wear. After a few minutes thought, I told her no go right ahead I showed to my bedroom where my clothes were. Karen went through picked out a push-up bra, panties, a white blouse, black skirt and she continued to look at the rest of my clothes she told me get dressed I went to the bathroom got dressed. Karen had an overnight bag packed by the time I got back she handed me some pantyhose a pair of black flats. Karen said okay let us get going it is about an hour's drive from here we locked up my house and went to Mike's house. We arrived at Mike's house it was a huge brick house in the country. Karen stopped by the mailbox that was next to the road, wrote on the envelope to read this. Before he got into the living room she told me point of no return as there would be no way of getting this back. If I chose to change my mind and leave, all of my desires etc would be read by Mike anyway with no chance of an explanation. I remember it was like being struck dumb I could not give Karen an answer. 
Karen's next words were, Laura you and Mike are lonely adults be adventitious, yes or no I still I could not answer her Karen huffed and shoved the letter in the box. Just as soon as the letter left Karen's hand, I was overcome with a feeling of excitement and at the same time ultimate doom and disaster, which was right I did not know. Karen parked in the driveway we went and everything in Mike's house was tailored to fit Mike larger doorways, furniture, ceilings. Karen showed me around Mike's house was huge. Karen looked at me can you be comfortable here? I told her it was very comfortable here Karen asked me to come into the living room we got there Karen asked once again if I wanted to spend time with Mike if I wanted to go through with her idea. I told her I would like to but I was nervous Karen told me to sit down in a large wooden chair it had a straight back some leather padding but outside of that, it was kind of stark and bare. I sat down found the chair was comfortable yet it was so unforgiving I remember that I started to breathe rapidly for a second my mind thought about what it would feel like to be tied to unable to get out of the chair without being released from it. Karen looked at me asked if I was having thoughts of being tied to the chair. I told her yes that I was that I also wondered what Mike would think of her if she were found like that. It was about 4.30 Karen asked me about the conversation in the bar when with the help of the alcohol I let her know my desire to let someone else make decisions for me outside of work. I told Karen that unfortunately I had been completely honest and truthful about it. Karen left went to her car bringing back a sack, she took out two leather straps strapped my wrists to the arms of the chair. I had a moment of panic when that second strap trapped my wrist I struggled a little found that my wrists were not coming loose I was trapped in the chair. Karen watched my moment of panic she let me find out that I was already really trapped at her mercy or lack of it. Karen said thought I would look so sexy tied to that chair. I told Karen to let me go that I did not want to stay. Karen looked at me asked me why I let her strap her wrists to the chair. I told Karen that I did not know why but I wanted to go now. Karen asked what I wrote in the letter that was now locked in the mailbox. I told Karen that I actually wrote about having all of my choices made for me and not having a choice. I told Karen that I had followed her advice and actually told the truth confided my innermost thoughts etc. In that letter I had more or less confessed what I wanted in a relationship that. Although I had no idea why I did it. Karen asked me could it be that I simply wanted to have no choice in the matter the vice president part of me was simply rebelling at the thought of not being in control. Karen asked me if Mike had taken me up on my offer of a drink or coffee stayed would I have enticed him to have sex with me. I told her who wouldn't have sex with Mike he was an absolute hunk of a man. Karen informed me that I had several chances to back out of my situation that each time I either froze up or could not chose leaving Karen to make the choice for her. Karen informed me that I had several chances to back out of my situation that each time I either froze up or could not choose leaving Karen to make the choice for her. Karen told me that she did not know if Mike would want to go along with the idea or plan or whatever I wanted to call it. That all she was doing was providing an opportunity for me to explore a chance of not having to make a choice of leaving a man to dictate all of the choices. Karen said if Mike went along there was a possibility that the two of us might really have a relationship. If I chose to back out Mike would read my letter then even if Mike did not mention it could she ever face him knowing that she could not face her own true feelings. If I continued to tie her to the chair waited for Mike to park in the driveway then left Mike would either make choice to take over the situation. 
make all of the choices for her, or just simply untie her and take her home she accused me of being afraid to find out. Karen looked at me informed me that she had done everything she could think of to make this work she would give me 15 minutes to make a final choice to stay and accept. If I did not make a choice, she would untie me resign as my personal assistant since evidently I had lost faith in her judgment and planning ability. She asked me to consider how much actual planning I do for her Karen left the room to give me a chance to make a choice. Karen went to the kitchen got a beer from Mike's icebox waited the 15-minute return for my answer. I looked at Karen told her I was sorry if I caused her stress that I admit I took her work for granted that my ability or lack of ability to make a choice was my problem. I told Karen she should do whatever she thought was best for me. I very much wanted to stay find out what Mike would do or think finding me however she left me finally I told her please don't let me change her mind again. Karen went into what I assumed to be Mike's bedroom brought out a full-size mirror on a stand she put the mirror in front of me so I could see how I actually looked. I had really no choice as Karen apparently very good with rope got a huge coil out of the sack began to cut pieces fix me to the chair. My arms were more securely bound to the arms of the chair. She tied my legs together just above the knees below the knees and cinched them together there was no getting out of that without having use of my hands. Karen moved to my ankles tied them together then she took the ankles pulled them up under the chair. Karen took some more put a couple of wraps right under my breasts around the back of the chair followed up by some wraps above the breasts again around the back of the chair. With the rope around my chest I was forced to sit straight upright there was no relaxing from that position. Some more rope was used to cinch the top breast loops to the bottom breast loops in the middle and on each side right and left. This made the top and bottom wraps tighten up on my breasts that were beginning to swell of course made me sit really upright to the chair. Karen removed the straps used rope to replace the straps. Rope was now at my ankles, knees, wrists, biceps and chest. Karen told me to try to get loose to struggle see how much if any slack was left in the ropes. I struggled found that there was very little slack and I could not move very much at all. Karen then produced a bunch of straps joined together with buckles rivets and a ball. I watched her straighten it out I had no real idea what it was for all of a sudden I realized it was some sort of a gag. I looked at Karen told her there was no way she was going to gag me I refused to be gagged. Karen laughed told me I really could not stop her when she was ready she would just gag me. Karen said I needed have my hair fixed and some makeup fixed she brushed my hair gave me two pigtails next she applied some makeup to my face and lipstick. Karen directed my attention to the mirror she said look at the woman in the mirror does she look sexy and desirable? I looked thought moment I told Karen she was right that the woman in the mirror was very desirable sexy almost helpless. I also mentioned to Karen that the woman still was not helpless she could use her voice to ruin the theme of the helpless victim. I looked at Karen and told her I understand the need for a gag without it I could ruin the feeling of being totally helpless and at the mercy of man. I looked at Karen asked her would she tell me what Mike would do when he found her like this? Karen said she was really unsure what Mike would do, it probably depended a great deal on what she wrote in her letter. Karen added if I took told her what she wrote in the letter she could make a guess as to what Mike might do. I told Karen that I really did not know what to write in the letter and that it was very short and to the point. 
I admitted to Karen that the letter only said she would like to get to know him, that whatever Mike wanted she would accept. If he wanted to just drive her back to her house it would be fine or if he wanted her to stay it would be his choice as to what they did. That it was her idea that a man should make any and all choices for her. In closing she apologized for not being about to voice her desires but she was too embarrassed to just simply talk about her desires that once he read her letter there was no way for her to deny it, without lying. Karen said that if the letter said that Mike might just undo me and talk being a gentleman. Karen told me that she was going to allow me the chance to make a few small choices but that I could not be released or chicken out of this. Did I want to make any additional comments to her letter or would she prefer to leave it to me? What if any were her personal limits she wanted Mike to respect? If she wanted me to add comments, did she want it to be a surprise or did she want me to read the additional comments to her? I told Laura that it was 5.15 and she had until 5.30 to make her choices, after that I would write whatever I wanted and hoped it would work out for her. Karen left the room came back at 5.30 she asked me what my decision was. I told Karen whatever she wanted to write I would trust her judgment I did not want to know what it was she wrote that I had only one real condition that was whatever happened she would have no permanent marks or marks that would show when she went to work Monday of course no permanent injuries. Karen agreed that would be written into the letter and it was time for me to be gagged. Karen then told me to hold my mouth open bend my head forward slightly I complied she almost lovely put the ball in my mouth she fastened the straps my head had straps under my chin. Around my lower face up both sides of my nose and all connecting in back of my head. I found that the ball in my mouth was really soft it did not appear to stop me from making words out or sounds. Since the ball did not inhibit any movement of my tongue, I could still make a lot of vocal sounds I tried an experiment to let Karen know I was a disappointment apparently Karen could still understand me. Karen looked at me and said she hadn't finished with the gag. Karen asked me if I was uncomfortable at all was any part of my body going numb or cold. I said no now understanding that she could understand me very well. Karen took a ball with a hose and valve she took three pieces of rope and attached one to each side of head by way of the straps D ring then the last one held my head upright I found I could no longer shake or nod my head. Karen attached the hose to the front of the leather piece and started to squeeze the ball in her hand. The one in my mouth started to expand it did not take long for me to figure when she got finished I would be quite mute it grew so large it was becoming painful still she pumping it I tried to tell her it was becoming painful and found I could not. The only thing I could do was make strange noises Karen finally stopped pumping telling me that it would probably become a little more comfortable in time. Karen left me in the chair I could wiggle my fingers that was about it nothing else was going to move. With Karen's return. She put an envelope under some of the ropes holding my breasts captive. Karen took and rubbed the side of my face with her hand told me I looked really sexy of course quite helpless. I did not even try to respond knowing it would be useless. Karen informed me that she was going just wait for her brother leave me to consider my fate that was sealed in the envelope if I got bored or had a moment of panic look at the woman in the mirror. Watch how calm she was. Karen told me after Mike pulled into the driveway she would leave me would see me Wednesday since it was a four-day holiday weekend. All of a sudden, my breast and ass was on fire the pain brought me back to the moment a preacher was asking me if I took Mike Calhoun as my husband in sickness and in health. 
I was in my wedding dress at church the flashback to a year ago was disrupted by the pain in my ass and breasts. I had another moment where I could not make a choice I could feel everyone looking and waiting for me to say I do and get it over with. I opened my mouth to speak but found I could not say anything let alone commit to being Mike's wife. I had a new feeling my bowels were beginning to become full the soapy water was being pumped into my ass and I knew I had to do something before he cramps from the enema took hold. The preacher asked again if I took Mike for my lawfully wedded husband from somewhere inside I pulled up the strength to say, I do. The preacher had a look of relief on his face and told my husband he may kiss the bride. Mike lifted my veil and kissed me as he finished very softly he said he loved me and that the preacher had to ask me for a response four times. Stay in the mood. Reading. Sex. Oh and hey. Be sure to email to readingsex at icloud.com to read any story you'd like. It'll be a pleasure. Reading. Sex.